no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bears Centrals. On today's show, we break down the Bears with the most approved this season and much, much more. A-Dub, what's a good word over there, my guy? I'm still fired up, Chris. Talk to him, dude. We got a chance to interview Ice Cube, the Ice Cube, over the weekend on our other platform. Yeah, man, it was pretty fucking humbling, man. Pretty humbling. I, I tell you one thing, man. Uh, that was one of those moments that I wish I could have put that shit on a frame somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I know what you mean. Man, Cube was dope. And then audience, you know, if you don't follow hip hop, you can at least know who Ice Cube is Friday. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't know Friday, the movie, ooh, I'm at the call following. I'm at the call following. But no, we got to interview Ice Cube. He was in town for the Big Three tournament here in Chicago. Brother A-Dub. That was like one of those bucket list like life things, man. Somebody that we grew up listening to as a rapper, watching the movie Friday, watching them in next Friday, man. Just ah, oh, bro. So thankful. So thankful. Yeah, man. I know I'm in as well, Prez. I mean, Boys in the Hood. We remember that. NWA, his solo albums. I mean, Doughboy. Doughboy. <laughs> Everybody know Doughboy, man. You know Doughboy. So it's, it's a joy that even having him on the show, man. I appreciated him coming on to drop some gems for us. And some great interview questions you asked the guy, man. It was awesome. You know what, Dub? I, I got to take some shots to some people that was questioning. They were like, man, how did y'all get Ice Cube? Like, like, we ain't out here in the streets. Like, we not the wolves that's out here with a dope platform. Don't ask us why. Listen to the show and enjoy that shit. Don't ask us how. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy the show. Don't worry about the how and the who and the what and the why. Just know that your boy President Dub is out here getting shit done, y'all. Absolutely. We were out here working hard, bro, getting a lot done. So glad to have him on, and we're going to have many more people on the show. Yeah, man, as we see fit. But, you know, that was a legend. So you know we had to open up the door for him. Because, you know, here on DBE, we, we've kind of like – we kind of like tighten the reins on who we have on this show because you know first season of the show, man. Yeah. We was we was like, hey, you want to come on the show? Come on on the show. But after that, I was like, you know what, hey, Doug, this our shit. Let's close the doors a little bit over here on DB. <laughs> but, but I will say something. We got our two hundredth episode coming up, audience. We got something special for y'all on deck, and expect for us to be reaching out to a couple of y'all because we want some of our most loyal listeners to pull up on us for that special two hundred. But for now, it's only going to be me and A-Dub on these airways, y'all. So enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you all who've been rocking with us again for a while, man. We appreciate you all. The day ones. Y'all know who y'all are. Because I'll tell you one thing, Dub. Those are the people that make me fire up this microphone when I'm like, damn, Dub, man. I'm kind of tired. It's like late. We haven't been covering games. But we got to get this episode in, man, because I know these people – are expecting to hear from us, right? It's because Absolutely. of them. You're spot on, man. And you and I feel the same way, bro. And uh, they get me charged up and ready and prepared, man. So I got to thank them. And also thank you too, bro, for uh, rocking with me with all this. So I got to give you your props there, bro. 
Oh, come on, man. That's right back at you, man. This show ain't shit without, without, without the both of us on here. People listen to it because of prayers and uh, ain't nobody listening to it for one or the other. So, <laughs> and that's the yes, thing, sir. man. One of the biggest things that I hear from people when they talk about this show, they say, man, y'all two right there is a brotherhood. Y'all got a good vibe and a good chemistry. We ain't on here trying to be Stephen A. Smith first take because that's just lame to me, man. There's some shows out here. I'm not trying to come for nobody because, hey, people do the shows that they see fit. But, right. man, I don't want a show where I got to argue over my co-host or I got to yell over my co-host to make a point. To me, people want to listen to things that are easy to listen to, that's fun and lighthearted. And that's what we bring to the table. Now, unless... Our team blows a damn big lead or something like that. Then, of course, we're going to go score stuff on the motherfuckers. But until then. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> don't don't piss me off, Eva Plus. Don't piss me off. Because, listen, I haven't had an epic meltdown on this pod in a while, bro. It's been a minute, bro. It actually has been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we keep it that way. I want to be chill this season, bro. I really do. <laughs> yes, sir, man. But you know what, bro? When you say brotherhood, man. It truly is that, you know, in case anyone ever get it misconstrued, it's a brotherhood here. Prayers and I have been rocking together for a long time outside of this show, you know, and um, that's my guy. That's my dude. Yeah, this ain't nothing that somebody put the two of us together and was like, oh, we think you guys will sound good on the show together. I've known this man almost 20 years. Right. So <laughs> if this show ended tomorrow, which you want, audience, I want y'all freaking out. It ain't. <laughs> But if it did, this is still my man, a hundred grand. And I just want people to just kind of keep that in, in the top of their mind. You know what I mean? Like this guy right here, that's my brother, man. Something happened to me. He going to get that phone call. Somebody going to get a hold of him one way or the other. And that's just what this is. Likewise, brother. All right, man, let's get into it now. So audience, since the last time we spoke and a couple of y'all been hitting us up like, man, prayers dub. Talk to, talk to the audience about hard knocks. How could the Bears keep getting off the hook with that thing? And I'm like, look, what you want us to say about it? The Bears <laughs> didn't want any parts of it. Of course, you know, <laughs> McCaskey, he went out on the record and said, well, he didn't see the point. So when I heard that, I'm like, man, they're going to do everything in their power to avoid that shit. Like one of them deadbeat dads and child support. That's how the Bears are. <laughs> <the Bears. laughs> so, Doug, I got to ask you, why do you think that this organization is so against hard knocks, man? Why are they so against opening this damn organization up to the world. No, I think the Bears are so used to keeping things in-house, at least trying to press, and they just don't want no parts of this media world outside of what goes on in Chicago. You know, that's a big platform. We talk about hard knocks. Everyone tunes into that. They're like, look, we're not going to give you all any gems or anything that can come back to hurt this Bears organization or this team. So they try to stay away from all that mess. I understand, man, but you got to think about this. This is a new era of the NFL, a new era of fandom. Like the Bears franchise, okay, yeah, you guys probably know, like, we, with the Bears, right? We have a worldwide brand, right? dollar brand. But Hard Knocks sometimes puts a fan base, they, sometimes what Hard Knocks does, and, and audience, you guys probably know this just as much as I do, but I just want to reiterate this part. Hard Knocks is so great for maybe a casual fan, right? You never know. Yep. They may like, oh, shit, Justin Fields. Oh, shit, this player, that player. Wow. You know what I mean? DJ Moore. You know, whoever the case may be. It gives them some insight maybe into some guys that they didn't know. Some backstory right. on the guys. Which is one of my favorite parts of the Hard Knocks is you get the stories. They have those storylines. That's just always cool. And, and the New York Jets, they're going to get it probably because of Aaron. 
definitely, they definitely going to get it because they are. We know that already. But you know what? To your point about our Bears, man, we have an old school mentality over here in Chicago. Let's call it what it is, for It's traditional. Right. It's, you go all the way back, man. We keep things a certain way here, right? And to your point, this is a new era. We need to evolve, evolve with the era, how things have been changing. But, you know, the Bears ain't used to change, bro. They don't like a lot of change. And that seems to be one of them when it comes down to things like that. And, you know, for Chicago, they want to control the narrative. You know what I mean, Perez? They don't want mm -hmm. the hard knocks and everyone is controlling what goes on with this team. They want to keep that here where we do all the controlling. So that could be part of it as well. And I'll tell you one thing. Okay, so a lot of what you said, I can see what you said, right? They want to control things. They want to keep things top secret. But why is it that the Bears also do live streaming of practices, live streaming, they take you in to OTAs and whatnot? So the right. Bears are kind of full of shit if you think about it. <laughs> I like how you say it there, bro, but you're right. They're controlling it, though, right? The Bears That's are fair. controlling Because the other way around is the NFL and HBO controlling Right. Yep, okay. there you go. All right, fair point, Adele, but I still want to call bullshit on them, though. It is. Because they, they still stepping into the new way of doing things. Right. They, they just want down to... You, what you said, though, they want to control the message. Right. And, and not the wrong way, want to control the message, what the Bears might do. So to me, I just enjoy that platform on how they do things. I give them credit where credit is due. But you know what? You're right. The Bears are from BS and saying, nah, we don't want you interfering with that. We're going to do all this. But I mean, it's such a missed opportunity for me. And I'm not just saying this as a fan or somebody that covers this team. I'm saying this legitimately as somebody that I think the Bears have compelling storylines, right? I yep. mean, we, we may not have a weirdo like Aaron Rodgers that everybody's going to want to watch and flock to. <laughs> but, man, this Bears team is on the rise, man. We got a lot of excitement around the fan base. The new stadium updates that we're going to talk about here in a second. There's so many storylines with this Bears team. And, honestly, Press, I would like for them to talk about that. If the Bears were to participate the hard knocks, which they're not, but they would have, no. that probably be one of the topics, right? That's going on. You're right. DJ Moore coming to this team. Him and Justin Fields hooking up. I mean, that's a story in itself. But you're right. So many different storylines with this team. I mean, so much. Ryan Poles and the job that he's done behind the scenes to build this thing up, right? The Bears trying to have uh, prominence here in the NFC North for the last couple of years we've been a little stepchild around here. There's so much. Yeah. That's why I was disappointed, man. She didn't even probably got into Tevin Jenkins and all his damn position changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That is a story to sell. Yeah, I just think, though, a lot of these teams, though, right now, they probably just view hard knocks as an unnecessary distraction and they just rather not deal with it. But, uh, hey, uh, you and I, we're going to tune in and see what the Jets talking about. And, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. But, honestly, to me, personally, I think it's a missed opportunity. But, A-Dub, I get your point and the fact that where the organization is coming from, I still just would like to see them actually step all the way into the new generation. And I hope they consider doing it in the future, Perez. You're right. Right now, they shut the doors on it. But keep that door open. I will hope the Bears think about doing it, you know, later down the road. Now, a second ago, I mentioned audience about Arlington Heights, and I said a stadium update. Oh, audience, <laughs> this thing is just dragging on and dragging on. So the situation that's at hand right now is you have the Bears, three school districts, and the town of Arlington Heights pretty much at odds over the discrepancy of how much tax money the Bears should be ponying up. This current year, Churchill Downs, they agreed to pay $95 million to kind of settle things up. But the Bears are going to have to renegotiate that because it's only for one year. And the two sides have kind of stalled because for the school districts, they're looking at the Bears like, no, you're going to have to play ball if you want to play ball in Arlington Heights. They're not playing around with them. 
And what did I say on this show, A-Dub, in the beginning? I said, these folks out of Arlington Heights, they are going to be shrewd when it comes to this situation with the Bears. And I can't do nothing but salute Arlington Heights, you know, the people in the community and what they think and what's going on because they're saying that, hey, there's more than just bringing this team out here. There's other elements that the Bears got to think about, you know, and I think when they talk about those tax dollars, man, that's important to the fan base, you know, that's important to the people in that communities. It's 100% uh, important. You're talking about school districts, which to, if we're yep. being honest, we're talking about kids and their education. So, of course, you can't come in here and screw the fucking school districts over. And, and we also know, because we talked about it on this show, when the Bears have the renovations to Soldier Field, which we already know, so the Bears don't own Soldier Field, yada, yada, yada. We get it. But the point I'm trying to make here is the Bears, when they did that renovation, that was done with a lot of taxpayer dollars. The city of Chicago used bonds to fund that debt. The Bears, when they leave Soldier Field, they don't have to deal with the, the debt that the, the city's going to have to pay. That burden goes on to the taxpayers, and it's going to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So I give credit to the people at Arlington Heights that are saying, you know what? Hey, we're enjoying it. We would love to have you here. However, right, we, we, we got a couple of <laughs> things here we need to figure out before y'all start uh, breaking ground over here now. That, that's a smart way to handle it. they like, look, we got to look at everything, man. And to your point, Perez, you know, you and I value school education and, and things of that nature. And with that, you got to make sure you take care of the school systems first, man. I, I think that's always a top priority and see who's going to pay for things as it relates to that. And for all the heights to even put that as a top priority for them says a lot about that community. No, it does. And even here in Chicago, you guys heard what I said about that. I'm like, Chicago nope. got more things on their plate right now than to be worried about finding a site and funding for a new stadium. We got to fix a lot of things here. I'm not going to get all into Chicago and it's perceived issues, but all I'm just going to say is a Bears stadium here in Chicago is not at the top of the list, they dub in my opinion. Nah, it ain't the top of the list, bro. We got too many other things to sort out. Yeah, but I feel like, to be honest with you, even though the Bears are taking meetings with Naperville, they took a meeting with Chicago, they fielded a call from Waukegan, they even said somebody at Lake Forest contacted them. They're <laughs> doing all this, right, having all these conversations. But we know that this is a part of a negotiation tactic no matter what Kevin Warren says. This is all posturing because the Bears paid $197 million for that site out there in Arlington Heights. They're going to get that shit figured out. Right now, yeah. they just they just letting them know, like, no, no, no. We we big brother, and we're going to have other conversations. We're going to try to get them back to the table some kind of way. So this is all both sides basically looking at the other side, like, who's going to blink first? Right. And that's all part of it, right, negotiation tactics. You want to play the, play the negotiation uh, role, and nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I'm quite sure these two are going to get back at the table again. I think the Bears are probably bluffing a little bit. You're not planning on going anywhere. For the most part, most of it is really geared towards you all going to all the heights, either after all the work you've already done up to this point. But I understand that there are some other interests. We give you that. But at the end of the day, Arts and Heights and the Bears are not done. No, they're not done. See, the problem is, though, is because of the assessment, because of that property was reassessed. And that's really what is at the, the core of this whole situation because the tax bill went from, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. $2.8 up to 16.2. The Ooh. Bears kind of coming in their counter and they're like, hey, we'll hit y'all for $4.3 million, A-Dub. And the school district's like, no, nah, we need y'all coming in closer to eight. So, you know, <laughs> that's a $4 million gap. Yeah. 
that's huge right there, man. That's a big difference. And somebody got to figure that out, how it's going to go. But they're going to find a way, hopefully, to crunch those numbers and figure out what's the best solution there. But they got to figure that a lot of dough right there on the table, man. They got to be, you know, uh, talked about and discussed. So hopefully in their next negotiation, they could probably get somewhere, Perez. But I'm quite sure the Bears is going to play a little role now and talk to all these other, other parts who are interested in having the Bears come. But the thing is, they know they'll be right back at the table. They will be. And on Monday, Kevin Warren met with some business owners there in Arlington Heights. So he's trying to keep the dialogue there. Even though the communication is shut down between him and the school districts, yeah. he's at least still out there in Arlington Heights. He's still making it kind of top of mind him that, hey, I'm still here. I, I want to have conversation. I want to have communication. Let's let's talk, right? But he's also letting them know that Arlington Heights is in our singular focus and they're trying to play this bullshit game of, we don't even know if we're going to develop the land or not. <laughs> Yeah, that's for the flex a little bit, right, Perez? For the yeah. flex your muscle. I get it. You got the opportunity to do so. Nothing has been set in stone for, yet, so you're able to do that at this point. Because they're kind of looking at it like, yeah, we, we got money like that. $200 million, <laughs> We're fine. Even though every Bears fan that's listening to this show, we already know what it is. They're the right. McCaskey family. They are who they are. They are, bro. They definitely are. Because as you know, you and I talked about this before, Perez. There are certain places that the fan base like, nah, we ain't going there now, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go ahead and have these talks all you want to, but better remember, hey, where the fans are coming from. This is going to be really interesting, A-Dub, as everything kind of unfolds. But audience, honestly, I just, I'm going to sit back with my popcorn and just watch Kevin Warren go to work. Because, I mean, he's gotten this done before in the past with nope. Minnesota. So I feel like he, this is just a walk in the park for him. And that's why they brought him here. He knows how to play ball. So this is what he's doing right now. He's showing that, hey, you know what? I'm going to show you how I work, how I operate. And, hey, we come to the negotiation table, things going to be a little bit different. Let's get into the core of this episode today. So, audience, A-Dub and I, we got a list of 10 guys in no particular order that we feel like have the most approved this upcoming season. A-Dub, go ahead and hit the audience one of your guys first, and we're just going to hit this thing back and forth. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with Lucas Patrick Prez. Okay, talk Luke, to him. We signed this guy to a two-year deal, Prez. First season with us, what happened? The dude been hit with injuries, right, bro? We tried him at center when he got back from injury. Didn't work out too well. We put him at left guard. Didn't look too good at that spot either. So here he is now. He get a chance to compete, you know, with your boy Tevin Jenkins, who's been moved over to left guard. And we don't know how we're going to pan out for Lucas Patrick. But now you're in year two of this deal, bro. You got a lot to show us. You owe us a year if you ask me. So he got some things he got to come out and prove, Perez, that he can go out there, man, and do some things on that offensive line because we didn't see enough last season. So when I look at a guy like Lucas Patrick, to your point, I mean, he was brought here to be a starter. I feel like injuries robbed him of any sort of chance to have any success here in his first year. Yep. Now when you look at this year with Tevin Jenkins being moved over to left guard to make room for Nate Davis, Cody Whitehair being moved to center. I look at Lucas Patrick now, and I'm like, hey, he does have a lot to prove, but I think he's a very valuable commodity because he does offer that positional versatility. So he's a guy there that you can line up at center or over at guard if something were to happen. Let's just say we know injuries happen in this league. In the case of emergency where something were to happen, you got a guy like Lucas Patrick that you could put in in a pinch. So to your point, A-Dub, yeah, I do agree that he does have something to prove, but I also think he has a tremendous value there as a potential backup. 
because uh, with that, you want to make sure you can find what he used to be when he's over there with the Packers, right? Because we haven't really quite seen that in Chicago, even in the games that he started. So to your point, if he can be a nice rotational piece, great, fantastic. But I would love to see the guy be able to execute, Chris, because that's something we have not seen a lot of from him. No, I, I hear you. Hey, Lucas Patrick, hey, <laughs> clock's ticking. But I do <laughs> think, though, I do think, though, man, when he's in the last year with that two-year deal, honestly, he's playing for his next contract in the NFL. So yep. I'm sure he's highly motivated, and I think we're going to see – a different Lucas Patrick, and hopefully a healthier Lucas Patrick. And that's most important right there, Press. healthier Lucas Patrick. Hope he's fully healthy, bro. So a guy that I talked to the audience about recently, and I even wrote on this guy as well, Chase Claypool. Now, I know mm. audience out here worried about this man over in Paris modeling. I don't give a shit about that <laughs> part. <laughs> do what you do, man. Wear whatever kind of shirt you want to wear. I do not give a fuck. But what I do care about, A-Dub, is I want to make sure that he's on that practice field. And when he's on that practice field, I want him to know what routes he's supposed to be running. I want to make sure that him and Justin Field are in sync. I want him to know, man, Justin blinked at me. I want, I know what that shit means. I want him to know, man, Justin likes this. For, I want him to know Justin inside out, and I want them two to be in sync. So Chase Claypool, in my opinion, bro, you got a lot to prove. And I need to see that shit this summer. When A-Dub and I are at, Lake Forest, Mr. Claypool, we need to make sure and we want to see, brother, that you're out there on that field practicing. First and foremost, that you're out there making plays. And you know what the hell you're doing out there, man. I want the guy looking all lost. We gave him a pass of how things turned out last season. This is the year where we expected a lot out of you, bro. Now you got to show us the goods. What can you do? Can you bring some of that magic you had in your previous team? Can you come over here and show us something of some of the things you've done well with the Steelers? Can you do that? So, Claypool, man, a lot riding on you, bro. You got to come prepared, come ready, man, because if that chemistry is not there between you and Justin Fields, we're going to call it out. And this would be bad for Ryan Poles if this whole thing blows up in his face. You know what I'm saying? This would be bad for yeah. Ryan Poles, especially with how much they gave up to acquire the guy. Mm-hmm. And this thing doesn't work out. So, man, Claypool, you got a lot riding on you. And I'm sure Ryan Pohl's sitting over there like, brother, what you going to do? <laughs> you probably saw him, like, over there A-Dub and doing his modeling thing. Like, yeah, that's cool. You better come to camp ready. For real. That's what's going to get you all pumped up, modeling. Hey, make sure you come back ready to play football. If you look at the guy on paper, A-Dub, perfect addition to this offense, bro, to yeah. give Justin that type of weapon and type of target. It just didn't look good last season. It didn't look good at all. And that's why I'm like, hey, man, whatever. Go get your mind right at Paris. Because <laughs> after you do with that shit, man. <laughs> hey, it better be all about football, man. It better be all about football going forward. And that's what it's all about right it's, there, it's The thing that we haven't seen with him, A-Dub, is the consistency. He yep. hasn't been consistent. He hasn't been reliable. Justin's got to be able to trust him. But I'll tell you one thing. When he get back, he better be. Well, he's also playing for his next contract, too, because – we know Ryan Poles ain't even on that. We ain't even going to get near that conversation until he sees more production out of him. So like I said, he's got a lot to prove to this fan base, but she got a lot to prove to the organization because they the ones leaking rumors about you, bro. Yeah. Putting shit out there to the media. Anything to pump this dude up and get him ready and thinking about football. Because right now in the state, it's the offseason, but man, you still got to be getting yourself ready for the seasons. So Whatever he's doing, man, I just hope that, you know, Perez, we see some good things out on that field, man, because to your point, this is going to look bad overall, man, on everybody if Claypool is not who he is or who we expect him to be. And we don't need him to be a superstar. That's the thing. I don't want people listening to this like, man, don't put all this pressure on Claypool. I ain't saying he got to be a superstar. 
But he needs to be a compliment. He needs to be a compliment to DJ Moore. Most definitely, you know, be a number two, be a number three, but be 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 productive. You're right, Chris. Show us and be be competitive out there. I think we need to see a lot of that, man, a lot of that fire, you know, from him, that competitiveness that lets us know that, hey, he's a weapon for the Chicago Bears. 100%. Next, I got, we're sticking with wide receivers. I'm going to go, my boy, Money Moon. Whoa. Bro, you know when Allen Robinson was here, bro. We already know who the number one guy was. And Darnell Mooney, as you talked about before, had a good season. He did. The thing is, when Allen Robinson left, what happened to Darnell Mooney? Yeah, we, we projected him to be a number one, and uh, all the attention <laughs> went to him. And I don't know, man. <laughs> right, right. The, never bank man was, the bank was never open. That's all I can say. <laughs> the bank stayed closed, right? Let's call it what it is, man. Lights was turned out, Perez. I stopped paying the water bill, bro. No need to. Yeah. All right? Yep. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are right now, bro. You and I have been talking about with him, you know. Is he healthy enough? Is he good enough, bro? Because now you went from now being the number one player to possibly number two to possibly number three to possibly, hey, now you're doing this team because you got the other, the rookie on board now, Tyler Scott, that you talk a lot about, Perez, who's going to be pretty good. You got Claypool on this team who got a lot to show. And you got DJ Moore as well. So what do you really fit in at Darnell Mooney? Do you fit in with this team? I don't know yet, bro. It's a lot that's happening right now while he's on the sideline. So at this point, can he show that, hey, you know what? Can he get back to the player he once was, Perez, when he had over 1,000 yards, receiving yards? So can he get to that? So we're going to have to see what happens with him because um, right now, clock is ticking on my boy Darnell Mooney. And I look at it this way as well, and I think I told you and the audience this before. I don't think that the Bears are looking for Darnell Mooney to put up like 1,500 yards or anything crazy this season. I think they just need to see that the guy's healthy. I think first and foremost, they need to see him out there on the practice field. I think they just need to see that he's going to be available. However, I like this being on your list, A-Dub, because I just got through talking about Claypool. If Darnell Mooney doesn't get a contract extension this summer, this means A-Dub, he's going to enter the season, probably competing with Claypool to get a contract extension. Because they're going to extend both. Right. It'll be one or the other. <laughs> and that even make it more dynamic. You know this Bears team, they always talk about competition, Press. Here you go. You're matching up Claypool, how he produces, versus how Darnell Moody produces on his team. What's going to happen there, bro? DJ Moore is already making significant money. So it's going to be one of the combinations. It's going to be one of the two of Claypool and Mooney. And then you got to think about this. They ain't going to pay three people top dollar like that. And they shouldn't. And you got Tyler Scott waiting in the wings. And maybe Ooh. your boy Velas Jones. We'll see. We'll see. Right, right, right. And I like the fact they got a Tyler Scott right there waiting, bro, because – I think that kid is going to be pretty good. You and I talked a lot about him already. I think that's something special there with that kid. I hope it all can carry over on the field. So, and if it does, well, somebody got to move over. Man, this is the one thing, though. I think Darnell Mooney, if it came down to it, he's probably got the inside track just because of the relationship he has with Fields, the front office loves him, and the fan base loves him, right? He's got that inside track. However, Claypool is intriguing because he's got the potential and that talent, bro. You know, yeah. the thing is oozing right there at the surface. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing. And, of course, Ryan Poles gave up a first-round draft pick damn near to get him. So you let him go for nothing? Oh, man, it's not going to look good, bro. So what can we get out of all this? Because <laughs> a lot to now to weigh out, Chris. You're right. That matters a lot to this organization. It matters a lot to the fans as well, seeing us make that move to get him. So with all that happening, what do you get out of it? You get nothing out of it? That's going to look real bad. But I think Darnell Mooney, to your point, well, I'm not looking for him to put up what we thought he was going to put up last year. 
we still need somebody to be a compliment to DJ Moore because we know that these teams, they're going to target DJ Moore. They're going to yes. try to take him out of the games. That's why it's going to be important to make sure that the others get the job done. Absolutely. And you know me, Prez. The bank got to be open, man. Come on, man. <laughs> we need that. But I think, though, with DJ Moore being in the fold, with maybe Claypool doing a little something, Darnell Mooney, if he comes back healthy, bro, man, think about that wide receiver tandem with a Komet and a Robert Tanya. This offense, man, I'm telling you, it's got some potential to be some scary hours because Justin Fields got a lot of weapons to sling that ball to, bro. And that's what got me all turned up, really, of what it has potential to become. But if all fails, it's like, God damn, it's an epic fail, right? <laughs> It'd be an mm -hmm. epic fail if it yeah, does happen yeah. that way. But yeah. to your point, I do see the ceiling of this, right? They all on the same page, man, and um, letting Justin Field do his thing, and he's all, and they all involved in the game, making an impact. That's just going to be beautiful to see. Money Moon, DJ Moore, Claypool all working together cohesively, bro. That would be nice to see. That's what we would hope for. But just don't know how things go out in the season because we've seen too much happen before with injuries and everything else. No, man, we, we, we've seen it. We've lived that story. So hopefully this season we get a little bit of a break from that. So <laughs> right. We'll, we'll see what happens. I got Jalen Johnson next up that I want to talk to. So Jalen Johnson, we all know, corner one. But he's up for a big-time payday. And the reason why I say he's got a lot to prove audience, and what did I tell the audience A-Dub most recently? We have yet to see Jalen Johnson play a full season of games. That's true. Now, when he's been out there on the field, hey, that boy, he do what it needs to be done out there now. However, if you want to be paid top dollar, you got to be out there on that field. You got to be out on that field, man, for sure. And with them being out there, you got to shut some people down, right? So I know he did have a solid season for us, but there were times where you were not question, like, hey, my boy out there got beat a few times. He wasn't looking as healthy as we wanted him to. And I think we talked about that. But we're going to need this guy to really be a true number one stopper over there, bro. Show why you're going to get the money you're looking to get and why you will earn that money that you want to get. So before all that happens, go out there, man, go out the bank and bet on yourself. One thing to, to, to note, a lot of people will say to us, well, Jalen Johnson had a down year. Well, you also got to attribute the lack of pass rush. Yep. The DBs really were left out there on the island. Also, Jalen Johnson spent time in the slot. That's where he gave up a lot of yards because he was following receivers. The way that they're going to play this year is Jalen's going to stay in his spot. He's going to stay over there in that corner back spot, so you're not going to see him following as much, right? That's why this season is going to be very important to him because you want to see him over there on that island shutting people the fuck down like A-Dub just said a second ago. If he can give us that press, what you're pretty much showing us is that now you are that number one out, out there, man, and that you deserve the bag you're going to get. And it's good for your negotiation tactic, right? What can you talk about? Like Perez said, you ain't been healthy, man. You can't talk about nothing. So if this guy's going to be out there playing full season, that's why I hope, him, hope he does, Perez, because that's where he's going to really show his value to this team. If he play a half the season, I don't know, man. It'd be another tough year for him, and people will be talking about that, as you mentioned, about his health. Hey, the guy cannot stay healthy. Why should we pay on top dollars? Another thing about Jalen Johnson, I love that he always gets his hand in at the right time to, to knock passes away. But he only has one interception in his career. I would love to see Jalen Johnson create more turnovers. See, that's the difference between a good corner and an elite corner. We got to see him making some of those type of plays on the ball. And that's that's a big factor right there, Perez, your playmaking ability. You got to show that kind of production. You got to get those, man. You got to create those turnovers. I like the fact that he's physical. You and I have always enjoyed that part of his game. 
But man, creating those turnovers is another level right there, bro. Knocking the ball out, causing the fumble, whatever, doing those things, or getting an interception, whatever it takes, man, to try to win football games. But that's what this organization rave about, want to see more of, is about creating those turnovers and playmaking ability. I mean, Ryan Poles has already said that he would love to have the guy back, right? So you already have that lip service from the GM. So now the rest is on Jalen to go out there on the field and go get his money. I hope he can do that, bro. And I hope he can remain silent too as well because, you know, a lot of these players, man, as I said before, they start going to Twitter and complaining about negotiations when they come out of their contracts. They don't like it <laughs> in Chicago. I just hope my man can remain quiet and just prove that he want to be here in Chicago. And like I said, man, a lot of people, they'll sit here and try to pick his part of the game, and I did it a second ago with the lack of turnovers. But that's just something I would like to see him make a little yeah. bit of effort in. But last year, he only gave up one touchdown. I know people were talking shit earlier saying, man, this guy gets scored on a lot. Well, last year, only one he gave up. And that defense as a whole, bro, was giving up a lot of yards in the, in the, in the receiving game. One just him. There you go, Perez. And you're right. I'm glad you brought that up because if you watched the Bears play last season, you know, it wasn't just the secondary, man. Our office, uh, defensive line man, was problematic all season pretty much. So with that, Prez, you made a good point. You talk about, you know, how, how much time he had out there trying to contain the wide receivers. That's tough, man. You got to contain it for, what, 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of time out there, man, where those uh, quarterbacks got time to find a wide receiver. So, yeah, of course, you know, if you, get, if you get that kind of time. But to your point, man, if our defensive line can help out, we can really see the value of having a guy like Jalen Justin on the team. Because I'll tell you one thing, with Khalil Mack was here, you had five seconds, and that ball needed to be out. Right. <laughs> hey, respect to Khalil Mack, man. Appreciate that guy in the service here with Chicago Bears. But one thing to keep in mind when you, when you talk about a new contract for Jalen Johnson, which is a reason why he's on my list, I guarantee you that Jalen Johnson, because he has so much belief in his skill set and his game, he sees himself as an elite cornerback one, right? But Ryan Poles may be looking at it the way that I'm looking at it. All right, you don't have the picks. You don't create the turnovers. You had that uneven season last year. You have the unhealth. You have the, the injury-prone history. He may be looking at it like, I might want to pay you as a cornerback too. So mm. this is why this season is going to be important because, listen, if Jalen goes out there in the field and gets it done, that takes all of Ryan Poles' excuses away, and you have to pay him. Gotta so pay that's him. the thing. You have to go out there and tell the story. You got to go out there and get your money. There you go, Chris. Bet on yourself, man. Go out there and ball out, bro. The next guy, man, who I think, Chris, that's on my list, man, I will say Nate Davis. And the reason I'm calling out Nate Davis, Chris, mm. we, we just signed the right, and you are taking the position of Tevin Jenkins. Let's talk about that. Tevin Jenkins did not do a bad job last season at all. So we go out and get a right guard to replace a right guard who done well. You can't go any lower than that. So you ask me, the production we got from Tevin Jenkins, you got to duplicate that or be even better. Because I, the guy, was, as you called out, Perez, was our best offensive lineman last season. Yeah. So if he was our best offensive lineman last season, we got Nate Davis. What does that say? It says, hey, Nate Davis, you better be as good or even better than Tevin Jenkins because otherwise we're going to call it out if you struggle or slip up. You got to execute. It's not like you're coming to replace some bomb that didn't do well last season. You're coming to replace the guy that did well. 
on the offensive line. That's a lot of pressure in itself because you think about it, bro. It's like, hold on, I ain't replacing anybody who struggled last season who looked bad. I'm replacing the guy who came out there who switched the position and did a great job at doing it, man. So he also brought the nastiness, the toughness, and all those things that we want out of the offensive line. So can you do those things and be even better? Because we just signed you to a three-year deal worth a nice amount of money. So you got to come in right away and make an impact if you're Nate Davis. I mean, Adel, that's a lot to unpack there. I will say this. I like that you're holding them accountable. But the one thing that we know about Nate Davis, right guard, that's his natural position. That's where he was most comfortable. So the organization, Ryan Poles and, and Matt Eberflus, when they evaluated this offensive line, they looked at that right guard position and said, we could get better there. And you were not talked about that. Okay, so Tevin Jenkins. Now you have to move to another position. Right. So now with the point that you made now, we saw solid play there at right guard last season. Nate Davis, we're not expecting any drop-offs. Right. Anything? To Adel's point, we need to see all pro play at right guard this season. And that is what Ryan Poles pretty much told us when he went after this guy. He's going to be a pro bowl type at right guard pretty much because Tevin Jenkins was already solid. You're telling me this guy wants to be pro bowl. So somewhere near that. He got to be at that level, Perez. He has to be. So to me, that's a lot of pressure, though. But there's a guy who can sustain that type of pressure. Got to be Nate Davis. But I, I look at it like this, man. With a guy like Nate Davis, I mean, he started right away for the Texans. He was their second best offensive lineman. So we get a guy that's coming in here that should get the job done. He's solid in the run game, solid in the pass game, only gave up three sacks last season. So right. he's a guy that you're bringing in here that should be able to keep pressure out of Justin Fields' face. I'm with you there. He should be able to press. But the thing is, you got to show us the goods, baby. You got to bring it out there and show us, you know. I wonder if the Titans let him leave last year because the guy couldn't stay healthy. He had a bunch of lower body injuries. He had multiple lower body injuries. We talked about it, A-Dub, when we recapped the Davis acquisition that the Bears made, right? It was right. the injuries. He ain't played a full season since 2020. So I'm over here talking shit about Jalen Johnson. Well, the new right guard. Ain't played a full season in years. That's something yeah. to keep in mind. And if he can't play a full season, who's going to step into right guard? If Nate Davis get hurt, right, and show us some of his past issues and not be able to play right and things of nature, what happens? Who goes back to right guard? Probably Tevin Jenkins. So <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be some musical chairs. There you go. There you go. Something that we don't want to see happen again this season. But to the point you bring it up, Perez, that is something to worry about. Yeah, just for me, it's just the injury history. I didn't really care that he didn't show up to OTAs. He's played in this system that the Bears run before. He's familiar with that part. For me, it's just him staying healthy. Travis Gibson is next up on my list. I saw, in my opinion, 10 sack potential from Travis Gibson. We didn't get it. We didn't get it. Nah. And it's kind of like put up a shut-up time this season for Gibson. This man's in the final year of his rookie contract. Another guy. That's looking to get paid, eh, Doug? We talk about what does that price tag look like, how much you want to get paid. Because to your point, Perez, you want to get paid like a starter, you got to give out starter production. And what we didn't see last season was a starter out there. We saw a guy who made some good efforts at times, but it just wasn't enough. He didn't get home, didn't get a lot of sacks, Perez. That's just tough. So this season here, he got to show us something, bro. This is the probably the make or break year for him. If you're going to go out of the bank and looking for a nice size paycheck, whether it's with the Bears or elsewhere, you got to come out here, man, and show why you worth all that. And the reason why I saw that 10-sack potential is because his second year in the league, bro, he had seven sacks and he was a fixture in the backfield. 
And I thought going into last season with more snaps as a projected starter that we would see more production. Man, he got more fucking snaps and the production was cut in half. <laughs> right, Chris. It, it sure was, man. Because I, I like what you were going with that. Before that, him and Robert Quinn were looking good together, man. Then all of a sudden, Robert Quinn leaves and all, you know what happened. Everyone knows what happened there. Then last season, we just didn't see it, man. It's like, where you at, bro? Where are you? We didn't see enough out of this guy, man. Kind of like when ghost. So if you want to talk about wanting to get paid, you better show up. Not only were the sacks there his second year, but he was getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Last season, man, our pass rush was non-existent, which goes back to the point I was making about Jalen Johnson. So my right. thing is this season, that's why it's going to be important for us to get more out of that pass rush. Travis Gibson, come on, man. This organization is looking for you to take that next step. He got to take that next step, bro. The next guy on my list for is Kendall Vildor. You and I talked a little bit about him already, Perez, but he's on the list because the Bears drafted Tyree Stevenson, right, in the second-round draft pick. You got to come prepare, Kendall Vildor. You did well last season, but can you follow it up and be even better than you were last year? I don't know if he could or cannot, but I'll tell you, that kid Tyree Stevenson is coming, man, to take that job. So even still with that, Vildor, you got to show consistency, bro. Last season, one season of doing very well is okay. You got to duplicate that, bro, going forward. And you also might be playing for your next gig. You know, like, look, what do you want to do? You want to go out with a bang? You also want to put some pressure on the Bears to make a decision with your career here in Chicago? You're going to have to come out and play, man, and ball out. So, and also, you got competition. So, where do you fit in with this Bears team overall? I mean, honestly, I've said this already this offseason. I, I look for Tyreek Stevenson to have that job. I feel like he's probably already earned it. Kendall Vildor, at this point, in my opinion, he does have a lot to prove, but maybe he'll stay on as, as, a, as a valuable reserve, right? Because he showed a lot last season. He showed that, hey, he yeah. can play in this league. I think before last season, a lot of us were wondering, why is he on the fucking roster? Right. Well, he showed that he belonged. However, Tyree Stevenson also is a dog. So that's going to be a really big-time competition, even though, in my opinion, I think Stevenson already got it won. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, salute to the rookie if he got it won. But to your point with Vildor now, Hey, man, can you be a rotational piece? Can you come in, you know, and still get the job done, man? Or are you going to pop out to a rookie? I don't know how you feel about that. But at the end of the day, man, you got to earn that job. Look, man, Vildor, I still think it has a home here in Chicago in the secondary. He'll be a backup, and he'll probably still see some snaps this season, right? I mean, Tyree Stevenson is a, is a rookie, right? Yep. Even though he's got a lot of talent and a lot of potential, there's still going to be some situations where, hey, rookies are rookies, and they're going to make mistakes out there. So, Absolutely. Vildor is still going to have a lot of value here on this team, but I think it's a good call out to just say, hey, look, he's got a lot to prove, man, because right now he's kind of fighting for his NFL roster spot here in Chicago. And don't revert back to your old self, right? The previous season you had, man, where things didn't go so well. So right now you're on the right page, you're on the right track. Hopefully he can stay there, friends. Facts, man. I'm going Braxton Jones next. Ooh. Now, you guys already know, man, this guy, he exceeded a lot of our expectations as a rookie. It's not very often that you get a fifth-round draft pick as a rookie that takes a left-tackle job and plays every game. Yeah. And didn't embarrass himself. I mean, he had some moments there where it was like, okay, he's got to improve here. But he didn't embarrass himself. I thought he was very solid. We've already talked about the areas where he needs to get stronger and needs to get better and things like that, going up against the bull power rushers. Okay, fine, right? That's right. the reason why he's on my list, right? Because I need to see that improvement there. I need to see that he's gotten stronger in his lower body. 
The fact that he was working out with Olin Kutz, that's great. Now I want to see what that means. I want to see it out there on the field. But the guy played 100% of his snaps at left tackle last season, earned all rookie honors they done. That ain't nothing to turn your nose up at. Not at all, bro. That says a lot about him. But we are looking to see him take that next step to your point, bro. Can he actually exceed what he did last season? Because you give us that same type of production last season, that's just still not enough, you know? He made some mistakes out there. You saw it. You called it out already, Perez. But at the end of the day, we want to see a guy continue to develop. And he's done all the right things in the offseason to try to get better. But he got to show us the goods, man, on the field. So I'm hoping to see Braxton Jones do well. I mean, you and I talked about my little verbiage with him, chatting with him a little bit, and how he felt coming to the season here. He's all game, bro. I just want to see it all uh, come out there on the field to show that he can continue to protect our boy Justin Fields. Well, since A-Dub wanted to bury the lead, A-Dub had a conversation with him draft night about the Bears drafting Darnell Wright, and Braxton Jones' response to A-Dub was, I'm good over here left tackle. I'm good. So that gives you some insight into his mindset that he's ready for this season. He's ready for the challenge. But I still have to put you on the list because I need to make sure that you understand what's at stake this season. <laughs> you, now, while he, like I said, exceeded expectations, to the point that you made, Dub, there's levels to this thing. He plays one of the most important positions on the damn football field, bro. Left tackle? Quarterback's blindside? Come yeah. on now. And you got to think about this. Wait, the Bears chose not to go after a left tackle or a right tackle in free agency. They decided not to go after one of those top guys. So now, Braxton Jones, while you tell him, my boy A-Dub, that you're good, well, you need to show us that you're good. <laughs> we need to see that you're good. It sounds good. <laughs> yes, it does. It sounds good, friends. But you're right. You got to show us, man. And um, I like the guy personally. I like his personality, friends. I'm not going to lie to you, man. But you're right. What's most important, not your personality, is what the production you give, man, what you show out there on the field. So if you give us that, man, I'm all for it, bro. Another reason why Braxton Jones is on my list, A-Dub, is because Ryan Poles is evaluating every part of this roster. True. And he's probably looking at this like, okay, do I have my left tackle? So this is Braxton Jones' chance to say, no, I'm that centerpiece. You can go look at another position because over here, I got you. That's right, why this right. is going to be so important. That's why this season is going to be vital. He's got a lot to prove this season. Because as a run blocker, he showed you that he was ready. It was just that passing game. That's where I hope we see that big improvement and that big step here in 2023. He got the shows in that passing game, bro. Because as you and I keep talking about, Justin Fields got weapons. We want to use those weapons. Can't use those weapons if a lot of pressure on Justin Fields because now you got to use his wheels. This is my last one here, Perez, who All I right. think – who I think got a lot to prove. That's Dominique Robinson, bro. Um, he, you know, you talked about Gibson as well, but he's one of the guys on this team who we thought would do a lot on that defensive line, bro. He came out, you know, before early in the year, all the season, all those things, bro, looked very good last year. And I'm like, I had a lot of hope, high hopes for him from the fact that he done well, you know, up to that point to even be one of those rotational pieces for the Chicago Bears. And then to see him not do so well, bro, last season, that's tough. This year, he has to come in and be a lot better than he was last year. He got to get production. He got to apply pressure. He got to get sacks, man. He got to show the Bears that he won those rotational pieces, if not a starter, on this on this defensive line, man. So he has a lot to prove, bro, to even be a player on this team. Well, I mean, the team went out and got Demarcus Walker in Fredacy, which I love that signing. I yep. think he's going to add a tremendous boom to that pass rush. But to your point about Dominique Robinson, 
that Dominique Robinson, week one of the season, he came out with a bang. Two yep. sacks. He was out there frustrating the hell out of Trey Lance. And then he kind of like was just up and down and kind of disappeared for a lack of better words, right? Right, but right. We knew when the Bears drafted him out of Georgia that he was a bit of a project. He's still learning how to be a pass rusher. He's only been in the position for a couple years. However, now it's time, though, to start to see some more signs from you. We need to see that development in this role because last year was a bit of a mixed bag. But this yeah. season, we need to see we need to see something from our pass rush, whether it's Gibson, whether it's Walker. Hopefully, Dominique Robinson shows you a little bit more of what he showed us in week one. Well, at the end of the day, Press, we're going to need that production, bro. He has to show up. The development you've done so far to get to this point, you got to show us what you've been doing, man. You got to bring it out in the field. You got to apply the pressure. You got to get there. You got to get home, man. Because at the end of the day, we're really going to need this defensive line to really step up this season. We can't allow our secondary to do most of the work, man. We're going to need this offensive line, the, sorry, this defensive line to play a role. And it starts with Dominique Robinson, the Gibsons of the world, those guys you talked about. So Dominique Robinson, man, the time is now, bro. Yeah, man. I, I listen, I believe in the kid. The kid's got a ton of potential, but at the end of the day, man, it's the NFL, and at a certain point, we got to stop talking about potential, and we need to see results because this is a results-oriented business, as I always say on this show. Potential's one thing, but potential gets people's jobs lost. Coaches get fired waiting for <laughs> a guy's and his potential to add up on the field. So at certain points now, it's like, what you got for us? What's up? You know Ryan Poles don't play around, bro. He ain't got time to wait. No, but we'll see. We'll see. But Dominique Robinson, that's a good one. Hey, Dominique Robinson, A-double, called you out. My last one, and this is going to surprise some people, but I got to put this guy on my list. It's Khalil Herbert. Ooh. And the reason why, audience, we know what Khalil Herbert can do with that football. We know this guy, man, breakaway speed. He was doing things that David Montgomery could not do. And you know we love David Montgomery over here. True even though he was salty as fuck in that interview. I don't care. I don't hold that against him. <laughs> he was salty, though, but go ahead. He's salty in the motherfucker, but, man, but you know, I'll hold it against you, Demo. But back to Khalil Herbert. The reason why he has a lot to show us is we know what he could do as a runner. But pass pro-wise, this is an area of his game. When I was doing some film study from last season, I saw a lot of missed blocks. I yeah. saw Justin Fields having to fucking – Scramble away because you fucking didn't pick somebody up. <laughs> but another thing, though, ain't dub the running back room has a lot of competition. Whether Ooh. you look at Delta Foreman, a Roshan Johnson, a Travis Homer, there's a lot of guys that are capable in that backfield. So you want to talk about a guy that should not be kicking his feet up right now? It's one Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert right now, man. If if you are listen, Khalil, if you work it out right now. And you thought 15 was the rep that you should stop at? Go to 20. Right. <laughs> you got two boys, man, that are chomping at the bit. They want your job. If you on that treadmill running right now, you're like, oh, man, I'm getting three miles here. Do four. <laughs> more, more, more. He got his work cut out for him, bro. And I like you talk a lot about that rookie, Roshan Johnson, Perez. You, you talk a lot about him already and what you see and how gifted that kid can be. I mean, you got more competition this season than last year. So if you look at Khalil Herbert, like, look, man, <laughs> you thought Ryan Poe was going to do you the favors? Nah, man, he, he, he up the stakes right now, man. So that competition in the backfield has gotten deeper. So if you want that job, you got to prove you earned that job there, man. So 
And the thing is, I've always said running backs come a dime a dozen. But, man, looking at this roster here with the Bears right now, you already called them out. That's deep, bro. So, Khalil Herbert, you got to perform, bro. And one thing to keep in mind with a guy like Khalil Herbert, as I mentioned a second ago, home run hitter. But he's got tremendous vision, man. The cutback ability. I mean, he's, man, if he picks up pass protection, that's a complete back that you have. Yep. That, that's an all-pro back. But until Absolutely. he picks up that component, they dub that's why he's on this list. But I'm excited, man, to see what he's going to be able to do in 2023. I really am. But I'll tell you one thing, I'm also excited to see what Dante Foreman and Roshan Johnson bring to the table as well. Absolutely. And I'm interested to see how many carries he's going to get, you know, per game. Per his, what does that look like for Khalil Herbert in this coming season here, bro? Because if he can show you that he is that guy, is that dude, bro, that's good for him, you know? Because I know with a guy like him, if he get the carries, he has shown us the ability to do something with it. So if he's able to do the things you say he needs to do to develop press, to help out Justin Fields, that's fantastic. But when he carry that rock, man, I know that guy can do some phenomenal things with his wheels. And he proved to us, man, what he able to do when he was that long soldier when your boy uh, got hurt last season, he definitely handled his handled his business. No, he did, but then he ended up getting hurt himself. You know, so <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but to the point that you brought up about the number of carries, we don't know the number of carries because the Bears are probably going to go to a committee approach there, running back, right? So we may see Khalil Herbert get fifteen carries, or you may see they may go with the hot hand. Yeah, you never know how it'll go. But one of the things about Khalil Herbert that I really like, man, is, is the fact that. He brought a dimension that David Montgomery did not have. Because Khalil right. Herbert, as I mentioned, with the cutback ability, but he also had the ability to take the ball outside and bounce it out around and take the ball up the field. Breakaway speed, ability to make big plays. That's what this offense needs. That's what's going to help Justin Fields out. It's going to be very important for this running game to complement the things that they want to do with that passing game. And I think this coming season, we don't want to put all the, the rushing load on Justin Fields, because you know we took off. Justin Fields took off a lot, bro, and got some big yardage. We want a lot of that workload to be on the running backs, man. And if and it all starts with Khalil Herbert. Hey, you got to definitely be that productive guy, be that man, because hey, if you can be that man, this bodes well for the Bears organization going forward. Wow, for audience, man, we are chomping at the bit for the start of training camp. We got a little time left for audience. As always, we appreciate you guys rocking with us. Listening to these shows, hitting us up like, man, when a new episode dropping, man, I love when I get those messages. I'm like, man, these people, they care. They, they want to hear from us, A-Dub. So, like I said, it fires us up to get back on here on this microphone, man. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it again. Everyone rocking with us, man. Keep tuning in. We appreciate it. It's a blessing. Hell yeah. And we appreciate y'all for making us a Top 10 Bears podcast. Until next week, we out this bitch. Peace.